Welcome to another episode of Pod's Wheel. I am your host, William DeRoe. Tap in. In regards to the um, idea of reparations, for a long time, I didn't really think it was feasible because up until like maybe the past year, I thought the idea of the government creating or printing trillions of dollars was like economically not feasible but with um you know uh, covid economic packages and quantitative easing and the vast amounts of money that the um government has I won't say printed, but typed into existence the notions of trillions of dollars that have been issued or given out. It kind of calls into the idea that, you know, how much money does the government have or how much can it issue and still remain solvent? Recently, um, a one point nine trillion dollar bill was uh, passed to aid in like many different areas um, money for uh, vaccine dispersal um, money for small businesses another uh, what fourteen hundred dollar check is being issued to the vast majority of American citizens but um you know, nobody's talking about reparations. I mean, there are more pressing issues considering, you know, uh, American society as a whole. The idea of reparations um, does pertain specifically to members of the black community or ADOS, or American descendants of slavery. But, you know, if we can get to it and, you know, we can now be made aware that America can sustain and can pass or type into existence trillions of dollars now me personally when I thought about it um, you estimate the the population um, of black people in America at around 40 million that's men women and children old that's just everybody just for the sake of doing large numbers Um, if everybody were to get a hundred thousand dollars times 40 million that would be four trillion dollars or a trillion. Um, trillion denotes uh, 12 zeros. So that's a four with 12 zeros behind it. And just to bring it a little more into perspective, um, a trillion is a thousand billions. A billion is a thousand millions. So, um, that's a lot of money. I think it would aid because, um, you know, to put it simply, uh, the average, the median household income of the average white family is 100000 and that of a black family is 10000 So, you could say it's 10 to 1. And since the uh, median is said to be 100000 for an average white family, you think if... You could simply just issue a cash payment of a hundred thousand to not just the black family, but to every individual person of color in America. You know, 
of course it can't make up for the emotional trauma um, the impact of what's been done throughout our history in America but it'd be a hell of a start if this amount were reduced to ten thousand dollars it would only cost the government four hundred billion say only but when we're talking about the American government they got it it's doable what would you do with your ten thousand dollars what would you do with your hundred thousand what if healthcare was free or college what if you didn't have to go to work every day the possibilities are endless of what we can do and what we come what we could become uh, would it be possible to reach our full potential but this is all speculative the four seating clips are other people's thoughts of um, reparations of the amounts and what way we can best move forward they are more versed more researched and I hope you enjoy them my name is Bob Johnson I'm the founder of black entertainment television and the RLJ companies Ooh, Bobby J. Okay, right. Now, he has been on record for demanding the U.S. government pay $14 trillion to the descendants of slaves, and he makes a hell of a case. And he also believes that black Americans are giving away their wealth because they are left out of the many incentives of home ownership. The biggest transfer of wealth, if you think about this, home ownership. When you own a home, two things happen. One, the government gives you a tax deduction for the interest you pay on the homeowner mortgage. So one, the government is subsidizing your home. And the second thing is, home ownership has been the backbone of wealth creation in this society. And so the home appreciates, and when you sell it, you have more money than when you invested in it. So white Americans own about 70%, the ratio of home ownership in white Americans is about 70%. Black Americans about 40%. So white Americans own more homes than black Americans and therefore get the benefit of the tax deduction and the appreciation. Now, black Americans are subsidizing that because if they don't have the down payment for the home, they have to rent. When you rent, as anybody who knows who rents an apartment or rents any kind of property, no, you don't get a tax deduction for renting an apartment in the urban markets or any place. So you are in effect paying the same tax. So if you make $40,000, your tax is on your $40,000 of income, but you don't get that tax deduction which reduces your tax. The white American who has access to capital can get that tax deduction. That's a wealth transfer. So many black families who rent are subsidizing white ownership because they are not getting the tax deduction. They're paying full tax, while a white American can deduct the tax on their home ownership because that's the federal government rule. And so that's a wealth transfer. Labor is a wealth transfer. Access to paying taxes greater than the other person is a wealth transfer. 
And so where does that money come from to transfer that money back? Are you saying just to take it out of the budget? Should there be a reparations tax? What is the way that you create that revenue? Same way the government always creates revenue. <laughs> you get the revenue from the, the individual taxpayers in this country. Keep in mind, there's no such thing as government money. Now, government can print money and create more money. But fundamentally, the way the government pays for itself, for military expenses, health care expenses, social services, is by taxing people. So it's ultimately, the money belongs to the people. So reparations is a way of saying to the people of this country, 300 million plus people, 40 million black, is saying, look, we need to repair our nation by giving everybody an equal opportunity and paying damages for people who were treated horribly for more than 200 plus years. Economist Dr. Julianne Malvo, I love her, made the case for reparations in 2019 when she testified at the H.R. 40 hearing, which calls for the establishment of a commission to study reparations for black Americans. People are very uncomfortable talking about what they owe us. It's very uncomfortable to talk about the fact that the foundations of our nation's economy rest on the backs of black people. We would not have a Wall Street, a bond market, absent black labor absent extracting the value of the work of enslaved black people. Well, when you begin to talk about it from an economic perspective, people get really very uncomfortable because then you also have to talk about the nature of capitalism. You have to talk about something called predatory capitalism. Predatory capitalism gives you the ability to thingify people, basically dehumanize people. Dr. King called it thingify. You know, when we talk about reparations, we've got a piece of legislation, a powerful piece of legislation, H.R. 40, which would essentially set up a commission to look at what form reparations might take. I believe that there's a combination remedy that includes the repair of our communities. We had 100 plus Black-owned banks in the early 20th century. Now we have 23. But what did we lose? And we lost lots because essentially it was a time period where Black people were making advances even though we didn't get the 40 acres of mule. And then white folks bucked up and said, wait a minute, these people moving too far too fast. We need to stop this stuff. And that's where you got the lynchings, the Jim Crow laws. Give us a tab. What's the bill? We can calculate the value of enslaved work from 1619 to 1865. But we can also calculate the value of extorted work from 1865 to 1965. We can also talk about the value, what has happened with economic discrimination and the value of that from 1965 until the present. We could look at the Emergency Land Fund, which is an organization that looked at the loss of black land and how we had land and they took it away from us. We could talk about the black people who were banished, the sundown towns. One day you wake up, they say, y'all got to get out of town right now. So there's so many pieces that you can calculate. And that, this is the reckoning that our country has to have. You have a wealth gap where you have one black dollar for right now for every 13 white dollars today. In 1910, it was one black dollar for every 16. So think about that. In the course of more than 100 years, we made that little progress. Now, the number does go up and down, but one 16, one 13. And it really does speak to why reparations are important. And who gets these reparations? And how are they divvied up? 
I feel more strongly about community repair than individual repair, but many feel there should be some check cut some kind of way. Okay, I'm not going to strongly object to that. If we believe that it's not just enslavement, but also the post-enslavement period, the GI Bill, the Homestead Act, all that exclusion, if you believe that, then whether you got here in 1619 or in 1919 or even in 1969, you've experienced some form of damage because of this oppressive system. How do we slice the pie? Let's get a pie first and then let's talk about it. That was uh, Julianne Malvo and Erica Alexander from the uh, Big Payback uh, podcast. Until next time, we out trope.